Welcome, math-minded teachers, to the Math-Minded Teachers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Skierski from RethinkMathTeacher.com, a podcast, website, series of online courses, and Facebook group dedicated to helping you reach all of your students through quality instruction, differentiation, remediation, and effective classroom management. Let's get started with episode eight. My students say they want an A, but they won't do the work to earn it. If you've not already done so, I'd like to encourage you to enroll in the Uncommon Teacher Challenge from RethinkMathTeacher.com, where I'll give you 10 strategies and 10 resources in 10 days, all for free. That's RethinkMathTeacher.com slash Uncommon Teacher Challenge with hyphens in between the words Uncommon Teacher and Challenge. I often hear teachers complain that their students say that they want an A in their class, but the students are unwilling to do the work necessary to earn it. Even when they're capable of doing the work, they still get off task or misbehave. How can this be, the teacher wonders, when they know that this will cost them the A that they said they really wanted? I'm going to share an illustration from my home life. If you followed the website or the blog or the courses you for a while, you know I have three small girls at home. There's twins and then there's one who's a year older. And when they were six, six, and seven... I was trying to get them out the door by myself to an event where they were going to have a lot of fun. So with 10 minutes before the time we're supposed to leave the house, I told them to do two things. They needed to go to the restroom and put their shoes on. Now you would think that 10 minutes was enough time for these children to accomplish these two simple tasks, but you'd be wrong. On the way to the restroom, the first one saw some toys that she'd like to bring to the event. She grabs them and brings them to me and says, can I bring them? No, I politely said, you don't want to lose them, plus there's going to be things there to play with. She starts crying and falls on the floor to throw a little bit of a temper tantrum. Meanwhile, my second daughter, on her way to the bathroom, has spotted the mirror and is now standing in front of it, making faces, and the third cannot find her shoes. I remind the second to go to the bathroom and tell the third to check on the porch. But when she goes out there, she sees something she was playing with earlier and starts playing with it instead of looking for her shoes. The first is still on the floor crying. I put the first in timeout since rationalizing with her has not worked and I grab my second by the hand and escort her to the bathroom, demanding in a firm tone that she use it. I take the third girl outside and point to her shoes that she has so ineffectively looked for. A few other small incidents similar to these have my blood boiling and I sit all three down for a heart-to-heart conversation. I remind them that we are trying to leave to go to an event for them that they will have a lot of fun at. But we have to all go potty and put our shoes on or we're going to be late. Do you want to be late, I ask? No, they all say. So I plead with them to do these two simple things. Go to the bathroom, put their shoes on. But before anyone has left, the first asked me if she can bring a different toy. But this time she only wants to bring it in the van, not into the event. The second hears this request and shouts, no fair. If she's bringing that, I want to bring this. The third also has her demands. No one is allowed to bring anything, I say. Maybe I shouted. There's going to be toys there. You don't want to lose your toys from the house. All three of them look at me and start to cry. Now, while this story was very frustrating as it was happening, I have to remind myself that they're just children. Their brains are not fully developed, and they're not capable of thinking long-term. Their immediate desire to play with a toy or stare at themselves in the mirror is a more powerful desire than the one to put on their shoes. 
even though they know that putting on their shoes will result in a timely arrival at the event, which would be more fun than staring at themselves in the mirror, they're not capable of rationalizing this way. They can't think that about that long-term result. It cannot overpower their immediate desire for this instant gratification. I remember watching a news report long ago where they would take a child and put him in the room with his favorite candy. And they would tell the child if he could wait five minutes without eating it, he'd get double the amount of candy they'd already put in front of him. Almost without fail, the children would eat the candy that was in front of them, even though they knew if they waited just a few more minutes, they would get more than just the piece of candy in front of them. The students in your classroom are no different. They're not capable of rationalizing long-term consequences. Yes, they want an A on their report card more than they want a B or a C or an F. But the report card is weeks away. And today, their friend is sitting next to them and there's something on their minds they'd like to share. Or their cell phone is buzzing in their pocket. Or they're tired. Or there's some drama going on in the school. Or a litany of other items that are more entertaining or have more instant gratifications than completing the work in your class. The short-term reward has outweighed the long-term reward of a good grade in your class. They're young. They don't have the maturity to consider the long-term and make it outweigh the immediate benefits of the short-term. They can't even consider weeks away. So what do we do? Often I meet with parents who are upset about their child's grades, and I hear them tell me that they've taken away all their child's toys or electronics and phone or whatever until the child brings home good grades on their report card. Now, I'm happy that the parent is implementing consequences and placing a value on the child's education. But in this case, they've also robbed that student of any hope of getting them back. As we already said, the young person cannot consider nine weeks away. It's too far. There are too many obstacles between this day and that one, and the student will eventually give up hope and not care about ever getting those items back. Instead, I encourage the parents to set up some short-term goals with some short-term rewards. For example, if they complete all their homework this day or this week, then they can earn a few hours of screen time this weekend. Or if there are no grades below a C this week, then they get some easy reward on Friday. I encourage the parents to set some short-term goal that's easy to know if the child has obtained it with a short-term reward. And this concept can work in your class as well. Set up short-term goals with short-term, easy-to-achieve rewards. Here's an example. I used to challenge my class that if every student in the class completed their homework, not got an A on it, just completed it, that we would spend the last 10 minutes of the class watching Shark Take. Now, I want to remind you, when we watched ABC's hit reality TV show about entrepreneurship, Shark Tank, and I have worksheets that go with them, we do all the math that's in the segments, but my students still loved watching it. I also used to use three-day learning stations to accomplish this goal, where I would build a learning station on a skill that the student was struggling with, and I'd put each student in the station of that skill that they needed to work on. And at the end of three days, I would give them an assessment. And if they passed the assessment, we would celebrate it. We'd celebrate their success by playing music and putting their name under a banner that showed that they had mastered that skill. And even though I was working at a Title I school with inner city kids, they loved this short-term reward that was very easy and cost-effective. 
So I have a free giveaway that goes along with this podcast, and it is a PowerPoint template to make the banners that I mentioned that I hang in my room with the skill on it so that the students can put their names under it. So it's a file, it's very easy to edit, and then you can just put the name of the skill in. It's already laid out for you. Print it out, have the students color it, hang it on the wall, and it looks pretty good, and the students will really like it. So to get this banner, you have to go, either you can take the Uncommon Teacher Challenge and it will come in 10 days as one of the free emails and free resources, or you can visit rethinkmathteacher.com. Students say they want an A, but they won't do the work to earn it. Now that's a really long uh, website address, so you might want to Google search that. They want an A, but they won't do the work to earn it with the words Rethink Math Teacher in your Google search. Or again, you can just go to Uncommon Teacher Challenge with hyphens in between it, and it will be a free email. So let's wrap this episode up. If you're struggling to motivate your students or to get them to follow some of the expectations you have for them, you might want to consider setting up some short-term goals with them and figuring out some short-term rewards that will help incentivize them to get the behavior they want. Don't look at the long-term goals like an A on their report card. Find a short-term goal and attach a short-term reward to it. Okay, I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Math-Minded Teachers Podcast.